Welcome to Coffee Time Wednesday. Smooth jazz. Well, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning. It is raining <laughs> off and beautiful, on. he means gray. <laughs> Everything is gray. Hey, at least I didn't have wet. the sun shining in my eyeball directly in. That's I'm pretty true. sure it aims for my eyeball when I'm driving here to work. And then if I go home at like 5.45, 6 right now, the sun's just in my eyeball again. Ooh, yeah. get the double eyeball. Whammy. I get the old, old double place. eyeball. <laughs> one sun and four different eyes. I, I used to always have to drive east in the morning and west in the afternoon. And I wondered if I did that for my entire career, would I have like some kind of eye problem related to always having to face the sun while you I'm driving? That, that's where the term uh, the red eye originated from. I, oh, that's just not true. That's just not true <laughs> at all. Sunburn on your eyeballs. We give a lot of true information on this podcast, <laughs> and that was not one of them. Speaking of which, this podcast, welcome to Coffee Time Wednesday, 15 minutes of the best part of your week. Uh, we... Uh, have a little dilemma. Peyton hasn't eaten anything all day, so he's a little grumps. It's gonna be a short one. Hey, he's, ready. <laughs> he's he's ready to let hop Peyton on go up. first today. Yeah, yeah. Peyton, what are you bringing to the table? I uh just read an article about a guy who bought a farm because he played Farming Simulator on YouTube wow. and had like sixty thousand subscribers, and then it earned him enough money to buy a farm, which apparently was his lifelong dream. So, wow, that's very. What would be the term here? Like a postmodern way of acquiring farmland. Hmm. That's uh, but it's cool. It's like I imagine you know that video game Sims where you like build a city for people to live in so yeah. they can have a life. I imagine like playing that video game instead of just like having a life. You just play a video game of having a life. Yeah, apparently he started doing it in high school, and then it probably became like a full time job after high school. Huh? Yeah, but that is kind of crazy that someone bought. I think it was like 250 acres of farm ground when they were 21. Yeah. That's Dude, really cool. Good for that guy. You know, I when I was teaching, I had a student tell me that they wanted to be a YouTuber when they grew up. And I was like, what? And then I realized how many people actually accomplish that, you know? It's like the number one desire. I mean, but think about there's so much money to be had there because there's so much attention there. Like all attention yeah, is on. But at the end media. of the day, the most like the people you strive to be are the ones in the limelight. So yeah. how many people out of the probably hundreds of thousands that actually try to be like YouTubers um, actually become successful YouTubers? I have a cousin. It took her nine years to get 100,000 subscribers. I think she's at like 120 now. She's like 120,000 subscribers. And it, it it is barely a full-time job for it. Now, granted... She has 100,000 subscribers, but I think most of her videos get around 10 or 15,000 views. I mean, there's some people who have like 500,000 subscribers, yeah. but they get like 5 million views per video. That, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something that I don't think anybody really, you know, and by anybody, I mean the general public would have seen as a viable career option. Yeah. But it's it's becoming that. Oh, for sure. That's a great way story. To, way to date yourself, Kent, on that one. <laughs> yeah, we all saw it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we were in high school. And we were like, oh, I can do this. Dude, so I actually, so there's a buffalo rancher here just outside of town near us. This brings and, back a horrible memory for me, Nick. A, a, a memory of lost opportunity. Oh, yeah. 
We uh, we saw those buffalo out there in the snow. They were like ramming heads. While the snow was falling. Yeah. Beautiful. Could have been the best picture. Kent could have won an award in the New York Times paper for that picture. Yeah. And we just drove by to get ice cream. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we never took that. Anyway, so that guy, I was talking to him. His name's Riley. Uh, Riley Rosendahl, if you guys are looking for some buffalo meat. But uh, he um, was saying that there's a guy... Buffalo is hard to make money off of because you have to pay twice as much per pound for buffalo meat than cow meat. So no one, very few people want bison meat. So it's just hard to find a market in it. Um, but he said there's a guy, I think he's in Idaho. He's the only buffalo rancher that has like a YouTube channel. And uh, he was like, I'm pretty sure that guy pays his bills with YouTube so that he wow. can farm buffalo. That's cool. Yeah, bison. I would call really him bison. Cool. But anyway. Well, that's fun. YouTubing, that, that's the, if you guys haven't seen, we have a YouTube channel. It's uh, more to let people know it's fine. what we do. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, it is, in my honest opinion, it is top five farm YouTube channels that I've seen. Yeah. That's Nick does, it, Nick, does, Nick that's does a great job editing and a lot of interesting content you're not going to find on other yeah. channels. No, though. you're not going to find so, other people. I just took some this morning for you, Nick. Thank you. Kent. Kent's been, if you're wondering where our videos have been, you can ask Kent. Send him an email at kent at gmail.com. Is that your personal email? <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's kboucher at gmail.com. I'd, I'd be like the first, one of like the first, you know, 500 people to get a Gmail account <laughs> if I had it. No, you probably got, you're, you're old, so you probably got like the AOL. Yeah. <laughs> Kent.boucher no, at I AOL. Do have, I do have a, I'm not going to share my personal email here, but I do have a personal email that there's there like is so simple and when people hear you're like oh that's really simple hot rod it's, seven at aol.com it's uh <laughs> no it's uh just because of that factor that peyton Dude. said i was of a young age when gmail was well i got around. my gmail in sixth grade and it's still going but uh oh man i had a thing i was gonna add to, oh the other day i talked to a farmer so i we talked to older people that are wanting to put in crp his Email was something, 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 farms, E-I-E-I-O, and then a number at Ouch. hotmail.com. E-I-E-I-O. That's got to be tough to keep track of. I know. I know. I, I'm sure he was like, man, this is the greatest G- or like this is the greatest <laughs> email account there's ever been. And everyone who's ever had to work with is like, uh, Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. There's probably so many uh, emails that have just gone out to, you know, the metaverse desert where they've never reached that guy yeah bro uh kent do you think yours is more interesting or less interesting than mine well mine relates to email so i'll go ahead yeah. and just jump, jump in right, right in, here because yeah. it's a nice transition so a lot of my news comes from my best friend luke fritch who's going to be on the podcast i think is this is released this week nick yeah friday friday so you'll get to hear uh, more from luke uh sixth generation farmer Somebody who uh, looks at things very much so on the other side of the coin and uh, um, would like to see a lot of improvements. And so he sh- he sends uh, ag-related news that he finds interesting and, uh, you know, a little bit controversial. But uh, he sent me an article today about um, some of the funding that was uh, freed up within the Inflation Reduction Act signed by President Biden I don't remember when that was, maybe like six months ago, something like that, six, seven months ago. And uh, one of the things, you know, first of all, there were, there was a lot of criticism about, you know, how 
this handles our nation's money, what it's going to do to uh, our national debt and all that. But a lot of people were singing the praises of a, a large chunk of it went towards climate, um, uh, health, um, funding. So it was uh, a lot of it towards uh, cutting down on greenhouse gas emissions specifically. And uh, so it seemed like a, you know, nothing but a solid win from that standpoint, right? But this article that he sent me was uh, by The Guardian, talked about some of the uh, trade-offs was the way that one of the people they cited in the article that's what she talked about. Everything has its trade-offs, right? And uh, one of the the point was, okay, we can attack the carbon emission problem in a bunch of different ways. The ways that this uh, plan, this funding is targeting it, um, will probably achieve the cutting of greenhouse gas emissions but it's going to also lead to a lot of other uh, environmental problems as well. And the main ones that it listed were um, the amount of uh, nutrient load washing into our, our water systems, right? So degrading water quality because of increased amounts of fertilization. So the main, one of the main ways that this bill wants to attack the climate problem is by expanding America's ethanol production. We've talked about that a lot on here before. Um, uh, the and, and quite significantly expanding that. So I think, if I remember correctly in the article, we're at about, uh, I want to say it's uh, 15 billion gallons of ethanol we're producing a year, and we wanted to increase that uh, within the next, like, three years up to, like, low 20s. And then up to like mid twenties, five years after that. So imagine now, we've already talked about this many times. How much of Iowa's corn production goes straight to ethanol, right? If you're gonna find more room for land to grow corn, it's hard to find more of that here in Iowa. Well, did you know that um, United States agricultural exports were actually eleven percent higher than last year? So. Like, so I'm saying we have the stuff to do it because we imported more than we ever have. Oh, you're saying before. so yeah. import ex- corn? Sorry, export, export, export. We've we've sold more out of the country than we ever have. Before oh, so you're saying we just of, wouldn't sell it outside of the country? Yeah, as much. I think that's where oh, I see. a lot of it would come from. Well, yeah, so. possibly, possibly, but I also think that that farmers would be more incentivized to uh, till more ground, put in more corn. And that's what the article is getting after was to grow corn. Corn is requires a lot of nitrogen, right? And not and far from all of that nitrogen goes into that those corn kernels, right? A lot of it gets gets uh, washed off by rain, snow melt, and ends up into our water systems. And uh, I think it was a fair point. And there's also some uh, allowances within that funding to um, encourage more uh livestock fertilization and uh so that's another thing and the article talked about was a lot of this fertilization uh, uh 
doesn't have strict guidelines for, you know, I mean, there is some for like applying anhydrous. There's definitely guidelines there that you have to follow, but, but like for just going out and spread manure, not so much, you know? And, and, uh, so the idea is, yes, we can help our climate, uh, in that way, but we can also create other, you know, very serious problems for ourselves from an environmental standpoint. And I, you know, the real takeaway, and this is a really brief synopsis of a rather long article. In fact, I'll give you the title of the article here. If you're listening and you want to read it yourself, because there's just a lot of information there. It's called a national scandal, how U S climate funding could make water pollution worse. And I do want to state here too, that here at Hoxie, we, we are very, we have a very strong stance on wanting to help improve our climate crisis, uh, that, that we do have at hand here, but we also can't keep treating these large problems with blanket solutions, some cure all pill. And I mean, that's part of, you know, a federally run program is you, you have one entity that is trying to make, you know, legislation that affects a large amount of people. So, you know, bite-sized chunks are what, what is often passed along, but you know, these blanket solutions, uh, don't, don't work. They oftentimes lead to problems in other ways. So we, and again, if you want to go full circle with what we talk about all the time, go back to small farm, uh, landscape, individual landowners making wise decisions for their own land. And that's why we do the podcast, right? Pass along that education, uh, making educated wise decisions for their own land and for their own water uh, then those trickle up to help the climate as well and they help prevent these uh, problems where uh, we could do better in one area but create a whole new problem in another area wow that was that was a lot yeah that was a long article (laughs) i didn't i didn't even come close to summing it up all the way but yeah read the article if you're tuning in well, it oh, looks man. like we're out of time. I'll, Dude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll we'll see you guys after lunch. Man. All right. We'll, we'll save mine for next no, week. You better no, what? come on. We're going, in there. We're going long, guys. We're going we long. A minute and a half. <laughs> all right. All right. Mine was the very related, the large topic of carbon credits. Ooh, so we were just having one. a conversation with, uh, with uh, James Holes of Iowa Cover Crop. Uh, that podcast will be out here in a couple weeks. Um, also, if you're wondering why our, our podcast um, schedule has changed, we are putting our longer podcast out on Fridays now. So the shorter ones will be on Wednesdays and the longer ones will be on Fridays. But hanging out with James and we were talking about carbon credits. And so he said that Bill Gates like offhandedly said he got he paid $300 for one carbon credit or something like that. Whereas uh, like Bitcoin credits or no. Hey, can you explain to me what a carbon credit is? Yeah, yeah great question. I'm great question. Idiot. So one carbon and in this program is technically one ton of carbon. So for every ton, every large corporation or large company is required to, uh, they can't exceed a certain amount of carbons, a uh, carbon tons. And if they do, they have to buy them with credits or they can, if they have extra, they can sell them to other companies that need them basically a fining system for going over that allotment yep yep and so uh bill gates was like yeah i pay 300 dollars a carbon credit well here's the issue that's good that's good here's the issue is that that money needs to make it back to the landowners that are actually that actually have the plants that'll pull the carbon into the ground yeah 
You find something, Peyton? Oh, yeah. I just You guys know how many atoms, carbon atoms, are in a ton of carbon? <laughs> how many? A lot. <laughs> Peyton doesn't know that number. <laughs> well, it's about 50,000 moles, which is 6 times 10 to the 23rd atoms. It's a big number. Um, but, yeah. Uh, no one cares about that. Sorry. <laughs> so, so the point is, um, I think some pro like Coca-Cola will, will use nonprofits to pay farmers. So one in Iowa is called practical farmers of Iowa. They're a nonprofit. So what farmers do, they say, Hey, I, I put cover crop on my field. They apply to, um, practical farmers of Iowa, practical farmers of Iowa was given, I don't know, let's just say $10 million from Coca-Cola. And so they're allowed to allot it to whoever is actually helping the carbon situation and pulling it in. And uh, and so that's good. I just want to make sure that the $300 that Bill Gates paid, 290 of it's making it to the farmer and not, you know, much not less. Not the other way around. Yeah, not do the we, other way around. Do we get carbon credits here? Yeah, I know. I've been thinking about looking we, into it. We should. We really should. I <laughs> well, feel like what we're doing is... It's not government program. There's no government program of carbon, oh. of uh, some carbon credits. Now, basically, the government just fines big companies. Actual they don't Biden pay the smaller like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I think it'd be interesting. I feel like we could get tons of carbon credits for how many acres we have of... Oh, at war, least six. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here, here's the thing is they, they can't measure how much carbon a plant is taking and putting into the ground. Right. So it's hard. I mean, you can guesstimate, but it's hard to know. Well, um, and once again, it shows, I think we talked about this clear back at the beginning of the podcast where, where, um, you know, you can almost commercialize good programs like this. And uh, James talked about this when Nick and I were up there, the carbon pipeline that's going in. That's an example where somebody's found a way to exploit the system and say, Hey, we got a metered, you know, amount of carbon we're taking in so we can demand more money than the farmer. Yeah. I Wait, how's, what's this carbon? Explain it to me like I'm This a is for another episode. Child. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, there's a lot to it. But carbon credits are a good idea. We just need to make sure that all the money isn't getting siphoned off by, by middlemen right. over and over and over again. Um, but, uh, yeah, we uh, that's what we got. We got some carbon credits. We got the U.S. pumping money to that turns into nitrogen into our water. And uh, we had a YouTuber who got famous and bought his own farm. Props to that guy. What's his name? It's a good episode. I was in a hunger craze when I read the thing. Uh, <laughs> I got to find gotta, this. Get, uh, someone fill for me. Um, Grant Hilbert. Shout you guys go, Grant. go follow that guy on YouTube if you've got a YouTube. And, and follow us, Hoxie Native Seeds or Hoxie's Prairie Farm on YouTube. Yeah, and what? comment on all of his videos to uh, yeah, t- CRP, the ground that's you know low productivity. <laughs> and- t- tell him that you were recommended from, uh, from Hoxie's Prairie Farm. All right. We appreciate you guys. We're time to roll out. Peyton, what you got for us? I got nothing for you. <sighs> Fine. I'll do it. Boop, beep, doop, boop, ba. Smooth jazz.